Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. What's up everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up guys? This is Paul Verzi and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! yeah. My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 285 for Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing? Are you living your best lives? Are you having the best day of your life? Is it a terrible day? And are you looking for this podcast to make it better? Who knows? Who knows? Welcome to the One Man Podcast. If it's your first time here, what is this that you have stumbled upon, or did you meet me in person and I'm like, I got a podcast, you're like, oh my god, I can only imagine how entertaining this is. Well, sorry to disappoint, uh, the One Man Podcast is me, uh, comedian, uh, you know, human being, earthling, Josh Williams. Uh, I tell you what's going on with me personally, what's going on with me professionally, and, uh, and you know, any other shit I want to talk about. This is kind of my public journal, <coughs> where I cough, sip, sneeze, oh no, I, uh, Welcome to the bodily function podcast is what it should have been called. No, I've got uh, certain little quirks. If it's your first time here, uh, welcome. I will be telling you about what just went on in my life in the previous week. Um, we've had a bit of a thing with the podcast where, um, over the last year I have completely missed episodes, uh, big long periods due to one reason or another. And, uh, we're gonna be doing like, uh, blast from the past episodes. I intend to fill every single episode that I missed so far. Um, and, uh, I've got, you know, working on the notes and everything like that. And then once I can get this thing, uh, once I can get my work life balance a little bit better, I will be peppering in uh, the current week and then I'll drop an episode that should have been a long time ago. And uh, in order to remember what I was doing those weeks, I will look at the photos that I've taken in my album. Cause I never delete anything. Uh, not deliberately. I'm just lazy. I'll take a picture of something and it's like, all right. And now it just lives forever in my phone. Um, so I'll be going back to take a look at that. Uh, tell you guys, stories from the times, things, uh, significant things that I can remember from the time period. Um, it'll be funny to be like wishing you guys a Merry Christmas for last year around the time this year. Um, just funny stuff. So I, I intend to get those other episodes back up, back on track and never be late again. I had such a good record early on of never missing an episode rain or shine. I remember recording episodes, uh, sick in bed. They were only like 15 minutes long, but Hey, it was because I was sick. You know, at least there was something that dropped. Um, but yeah, we'll get into all that other stuff, but this week I will be telling you guys about, uh, the trip that I had to Toronto. I was headlining at absolute comedy Toronto. Um, you know, letting you know stuff that I've got coming up, uh, you know, in the near future, whatever, but I went to Toronto. I did some work while I was there as aside from standup comedy. Uh, I did work on the way to Toronto. I popped into a store that I uh, am very, very fond of, uh, especially after the service that I received, but I'll tell you guys about that. I even went to Canada's wonderland with my buddy, Chris Kingsbury, who was my, uh, host, for the week as well. A good friend of mine. Um, I'm going to tell you guys also, did I watch anything? I watched uh, a little bit of stuff. Uh, yeah. I may have smoked a little bit of cannabis and enjoyed some of the time to myself at the condo during the week, which is one of the nice things about being on the road is not necessarily having anything to do during the day. So you can kind of fill it with stuff you meant to. I brought books. Did I read them? Nope. 
Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll tell you guys all about that. And then, uh, that's it. I'll plug, I'll plug some shit that I have coming up. It's funny. I even wrote notes here. I'm looking at the notes and some of the stuff that's, uh, I've got here has been canceled. Um, so for just funny to me, um, anyways, let's, uh, let's get right at it. I will tell you guys about, um, you know, basically I was, uh, I was going to record, I think I recorded the episode for that week early because I didn't want to have to pack all of my stuff. Um, all my gear for the podcast and record while I was there. Um, so I was just like, I'll record one nice and early bang, bang. So I left for Toronto on Tuesday, Chris Kingsbury, my buddy, uh, one of my favorite people in the world. Great dude, uh, has overcome tons of great stuff and, uh, you know, great father, great husband. I love the guy. Great fucking dude. Um, in a perfect world, I would have brought all the equipment to record, you know, with me and Chris, yada, yada, but it was just, it just wasn't in the cards, but Instead, I did things uh, that I can tell you guys about. So, um, on my way to Toronto, I actually, um, as some of you may know, I, I work all sorts of random marketing things to try to fill in the gaps of stand-up comedy on the schedule, especially got heavy into it. A, one of the main reasons I was doing the Rogers hometown hockey tour, uh, back in the fall and, uh, just weren't able to, to record some things for, for a period of time. And I'll get into that in those old episodes, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, throughout the pandemic stand-up was, uh was, was tough. Uh, you couldn't rely, even if you booked stuff, you couldn't rely on the fact that it would actually happen. You know, you'd go into another lockdown, whatever it is. So I, I, I basically doubled down on the marketing stuff and I'm still getting a ton of gigs. I'm so happy about, um, but one of the things I do is, uh, for, for a Canadian company, uh, much like DoorDash and Uber Eats called skip the dishes. It's not a Canadian company anymore. It was formed in Canada. No longer is owned by Canada. Uh, yeah, that's right. The country owned it. No, a Canadian company owned it. They sold it to a, uh, a Danish company called just eat. Anyways, point being is that I do just, uh, whenever they add themselves to like a new restaurant adds itself to the platform, they get sent a little press kit where they can put it up in the window or they send me to install it. Um, it's actually a little bit of both. They'll, they'll send someone to install it just to make sure it gets done. Um, but anyways, um, the people that I work for, it's a national thing. And every now and again, um, you know, they'll have a, a city or a town that doesn't have a lot of people. There's no brand ambassadors there. And, and sadly, you know, it'll be like a small town and it's like, there's two locations. Well, nobody's going to drive out of town for, for two locations. You get paid by location. You need a, you need a sizable list to make it worth, worth your while to do it uh, in your own city. But, you know, me being a team player and, and, you know, loving these guys and appreciating the, the hard work that they do for me to keep me employed. Um, I was like, listen guys, I'm on my way to Toronto so I can hit a few of these markets on my way. Whereas like, I'm not necessarily driving to them alone. I got to drive past them anyways. So I may as well pop in, help you out, you know, like the good shit that I am. So, um, Chris and I got together early morning. Um, I, I had all my stuff packed. I packed the car up real quick, put all my merch and stuff for the shows, all sorts of loose stuff, uh, into the car. Got, um, got, uh, what was it? We go, we, we hit up, uh, Brockville on our way to Toronto and did some, uh, you know, some, some quick little decal installs there. We had a large group in Kingston. So we went to Kingston, uh, Ontario, put up a ton of them in Kingston. And then, uh, and this was like, this, this took time. So we started at eight o'clock in the morning, but like, you know, now we're getting around the two o'clock mark. I mean, like, we got, okay, we got to move our ass. We got a show tonight. We got to get to Toronto there. We're halfway on uh, most of the day behind us. Um, there's a place that I've stopped at before. I haven't uh, mentioned it. In fact, it'll actually be probably mentioned the very first episode back, uh, from way, way back when that, that I missed literally the next one owing. And, um, it's a place I'll tell you more about later in the episode, but it's a place called green grass oasis. There's a little, little town, Shannonville, whatever, where I guess there's a lot of, uh, you know, Aboriginal reserves where, um, they can sell stuff, uh, you know, 
tax-free and, and off license and whatever it is. So, um, a rule in Ontario for all of the cannabis suppliers is that, um, you can buy edibles, but the package cannot contain more than 10 milligrams of THC. Okay. Cannot. Um, and like the average price I would say is somewhere between like, you know, eight and 10, eight and 12, let's say. So average price, 10 bucks for 10 milligrams. That's the average. You can get it separated into five gummies at two milligrams, one gummy at 10, two and five, whatever you want, right? Four at 2.5, whatever it is. But that package overall cannot contain more than 10 milligrams. I don't know why that is. I assume it's because it's edibles and it's usually gummies or chocolate. You can't have kids, you know, finding a, a, you know, a chocolate bar with, with 800 milligrams of THC eating the whole fucking thing and tripping balls. <clears throat> so my guess is that that's why they have to keep them down to 10 milligrams. And then you dose yourself accordingly. Well, this place in Shannonville, let me tell you, Greengrass Oasis, um, they got shit, all sorts of different levels of THC. I bought, uh, this like nerds rope recommended to me by Chris, uh, this nerds rope, that's like 800 milligrams of THC and it's like six to eight inches long. It's just basically like a rope of THC rolled in nerds. And then they sell to you. Guess what? That's 20 bucks. <laughs> you get 80 times the amount that you can get in Ontario for twice the price. Um, so anyways, I stopped there and I picked up all sorts of stuff. They got all sorts of different gummies, whatever we can get by way more THC in a bag than, than what they sell <clears throat> by the government of Ontario. So, um, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. I picked up some stuff. I'm like, this is going to get me, uh, you know, as I'm dabbling with cannabis as well, this will get me, of course they have flour too. They had $30 ounces, you know, here in Ontario, I say here in Ontario, like I wasn't in Ontario, uh, when you're buying it in a, in a store, a cannabis store, um, you, you, <laughs> it's so funny, like $30 will get you probably three and a half grams. Whereas there they had ounces, 28 grams at $30, you know, they had, they had other stuff that was more expensive, but, uh, that's, that's a good price. So even if you're just buying flour, bud, whatever, <clears throat> you're able to, to get yourself a good bit. So I'll talk more about green grass oasis later on, but we, uh, we hit up our two locations. We went off to, uh, to Belleville was our third stop, like a last couple of, of decals to install. You know, Chris had bought some stuff at Greengrass. I had bought some stuff at Greengrass. Um, the, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about that afterwards, but, uh, it wasn't until I got just past Belleville that I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, we're getting ready to enter into Toronto. Um, it's, uh, sorry, I've got like five different things on my mind. My, my forearms are sweaty. And so leaning on the desk, it's like sliding around, which is weird. Like my forearms don't generally get sweaty. You rest any skin against the surface long enough and it'll, it'll perspire. But this is like, I'm like, it's like my arms are slipping. I can't even lean up talking to you guys. Sorry about that. That's what the, the distraction was in my voice. Um, I get past, uh, just past Belleville, right? I'm starting to think in my head. I'm like, okay, we're getting into Toronto traffic. I'm like, Chris is with me. We got to stop at the club first to pick up the condo keys. I got to make sure I pick up the pass to park the car. Yada, yada. And I'm thinking like, you know, there's so much stuff. I, I brought so much loose stuff. Um, I, you know, to bring in, I mean, maybe what I'll do first is I'll, you know, with Chris, I'll go up to the condo with him. I'll bring in my luggage. Uh, and then, and then it hits me. I'm like, I didn't bring my luggage. I didn't bring my luggage. I vividly remember not carrying it downstairs, not putting it in the car. You know, I've been in and out of the car all day. I haven't seen it once. I know it's not in here. Fuck me. I have literally forgotten my entire week's clothes at home. Now that sounds absolutely asinine. And to an extent it is. Um, but I will tell you guys this, um, where I live, some of you, well, most of my listeners know I live, I got roommates 
And uh, all my nice stuff has to stay in my room because people will take it without asking, wreck it, ruin it, lose it, sell it, whatever it is. And uh, so my my luggage actually sits in front of my dresser. It's not in the way. It's actually kind of an out of sight, out of mind thing. Um, but the problem is, is I walk past my luggage every day. It's just part of the shit that sits in my room. Whereas everything else, my bags with like show shoes and, and work boots and all sorts of different other things, um, all bagged separately, put on my desk, my luggage, just sitting where it's always sitting. So when I was taking everything out of, of my room in the morning, all the stuff that was set on, on my desk and, you know, toiletries, bags, like backpack full of everything was right where it needed to be. I was even bringing uh, some whiskey bottles for some of my friends who had purchased whiskey uh, in Toronto. And I'm like, cool, I'll bring it when I come next week, whatever. Um, all that stuff. So I brought everything except for my luggage, which had like literally just clothing in it, you know, socks, underwear, pants, and shirts. Everything I had was, it was in the luggage. And I'm just like, I was so fucking mad. So it made sense that I walked right past it. Why? Every time I move around my room, I walk past this luggage. So it wasn't a visual cue like, huh, what's this doing here? Don't forget this. It's always there. It's literally always there. So I, I, I was like, uh, now, now it's like five o'clock, maybe four 30. And I'm like, there's literally not enough time to drive home, get my shit and come back. I am like, I'm going to have to fucking go the week and buy new clothes. I'm going to have to buy new clothes. And it was a frustrating thought because I had actually, uh, lined up some work, uh, for influence marketing. Um, I'd gotten myself a day's worth of work at the office, which is great, right? They're like, Hey, we might not have some gigs while you're in Toronto, but we could definitely use your help in the office. And I was like, that's phenomenal. Um, but I'm like, you know what? I wake up first thing in the morning tomorrow and I go to work. Uh, like we got to go to, to, to the show tonight. By the time I'm done the show, it's way past nine. All the show, uh, all the, all the stores are closed. I do not have time to go to a store and buy stuff now. Uh, and I'm like, I wake up first thing I do influence all day tomorrow. I leave at five. I get back in time to change, like <laughs> change. I get time to shower before the show. I'm off to the show. So I'm like the, the earliest I will be able to buy new clothing is Thursday. So like that night I would do the show. Um, I do the show show was fine. We'll, we'll talk about the show aspect stuff later on, but, uh, do the show, come back to the condo. And I, I'm lucky I had put, uh, shorts and jogging pants, like for condo stuff in a separate bag. So I'm like, I throw these shorts on and I'm like, Chris, I'm throwing my shit in the wash. So I wash all my clothes. I've, I have the same clean clothes. And you're like, well, what were you wearing, Josh? I was wearing a hoodie and jeans. Like it was just travel, whatever. So it wasn't super sexy for the, this Tuesday night show, but it wasn't, it wasn't horrific either. I'm not like in wrecked stuff. I'm in clean, dark jeans. I'm in a clean hoodie. It's just you know, not as nice as I would have liked to have dressed. So, um, all that's done. Uh, I went to work for influence the next day, uh, had a great time. I got to see, meet some people in person who I've worked with for some months, some years. Um, so it was really nice to see them. And all I did was like stuff, uh, stuff, uh, envelopes and boxes for them. Um, so that when they had to send shit out manually, it was ready to go. They didn't have to, to assemble it themselves. Um, and then we took some stuff to their storage, which was easy peasy. And that was kind of it. I dropped, I got to chat with Ashley, who's my boss for the skip program. Uh, drove her home. Shit. Sh it was nice. It was just, it was honestly like a, a really, um, low stress, uh, simple day for me. The day honestly flew by. It was so chill. The day flew by. Everything was great. Um, really no complaints at all. Um, for my day at, at, at influence. And then I, I, again, I came back, I showered, um, 
I think I had time to do a quick wash. I can't remember, but did a quick wash, uh, again, did the show and, uh, and then that was that. So the next day, uh, the next day, Thursday during the day, I, uh, I went to Costco easiest place to go and buy a pack of pack of t-shirts, pack of underwear, pack of socks, right? Got that, found some, some decent, uh, shirts and things like that. And I got to tell you guys, I'm very pleased to say that with all of these, uh, shakes and everything that I'm drinking, you know, this program that I'm on, I've actually dropped a size. So it used to be that I was like triple XL. I could find the odd double X thing that would fit with a little difficulty, like wasn't super flattering, but I was fitting into, to double XL and, uh, and even some XL type stuff. So it uh, felt good. It felt good to buy clothes and that's the whole shopping process. So I, I, I was at Costco and I got some stuff and then right on the other side of the, the 401 was uh Yorkdale mall, which has like, um, it has like an old Navy and lush and sage and all these different nice things. So I was like, okay, well, let me, let me pop over there. Maybe I'll hit the old Navy. Cause there wasn't a ton like Costco. It's kind of like you buy what they have, but the fuck is going on? Is that goddamn vacuum cleaner? I really hope that's not coming through for you guys. I can hear it. It's, it's, it's distracting as shit. If it does, it's just going to be what this podcast is. You know, shit happens in the podcast. Yeah. It's just Jay loves his robot vax little fuckers. I flipped them onto their back like turtles. You know what I mean? Just, they get in the way that it follows me around the house. It doesn't matter if I'm in the kitchen it wanders into the kitchen. I can literally go to the opposite end of the main floor and it's just, it'll take like a beeline path directly to follow me just so that it's in my way. If I take a step, I step on it or bangs my, I fucking hate those things and they never do a good job. Never do a good job. Jay's got one that's like $900 and it like plugs itself into the wall afterwards and empties its tray into like a, a unit that's easier for him to empty. It's so stupid. They're fucking stupid. Um, oh, isn't he a happy guy? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> So I go to Yorkdale, I get myself, uh, you know, uh, what was it? I went to Lush and I got a bunch of bath bombs for the lady. I'm kind of a, a sap like that, but whenever I'm on the road and I can't see my, my woman, I, uh, I like to go shopping and get her some, some stuff just makes me feel like I'm connected to her and things like that. So I got her some, some Lush bath bombs that I haven't seen before. The, the staff at Lush Yorkdale were incredible. They were great. Onyx, uh, was the, the, the gentleman who was helping me. Very, very nice guy. Super cool. Loved that dude. Uh, chatted all sorts of stuff, made him laugh, yada, yada. Um, then I went to old Navy and old Navy. I was able to pick up a few more shirts and, and things. I didn't buy any pants. I don't want to buy pants because I always have to get them hemmed and, uh, there's no size that just fits me. I'm like a fucking, I'm like a 30, well, what's the, what's the length? It'll be like 38, 30. I'm like a 38, 28. So I always have to get some taken off. Right. And I'm like, I'm not going to, I don't want to go and have to buy like four pairs of pants, find a tailor that'll have them done the same day. Like I just didn't have time for any of that shit. Or at least I convinced myself that I didn't. So I'm just like, you know what? My jeans that I have are nice. I will just wash them every day and, and I'll, I'll change my tops and everything like that. Tops and shoes. I brought like four different pairs of shoes to accessorize with. So, um, but I had a good day shopping, honestly, like me and consumer consuming, I was gonna say consumerisming, uh, me and being a consumer, uh, I always have fun with, I love shopping around. I poked around, uh, you know, Yorkdale, probably like about three o'clock, four o'clock. And then I went back time to change for the show. And, uh, and that was that there. So that was me replacing. And I still, I'm still very happy with some of the stuff I got. I'm like, oh, I'm in a, I'm in a, you know, a shrinking stage. So it's kind of cool to be able to fit new clothing and things like that. I hope I'm sweating a lot because I'm losing weight. That'd be great. Um, 
Anywho, I'm only 18 minutes in. I feel like I've been talking for an hour. Um, all right. What else do we got to talk about, gang? Sorry to bang through it like it's just this list of shit to get done, but that's how it feels some weeks. You know, the busier I am, the more tired I am, the more it's like, oh God, I got like three episodes to talk my way through. Um, and the work and the cleaning involved. I, I just, I really would love to have a studio where I can just like, okay, I'm going to go record the podcast. I'm in the mood right now. Whereas like over the course of the week, as I'm, I'm dealing with a million different pieces of paperwork and printouts and lists and, and, and routes and things like that. It's like, okay, I'm going to do the podcast. And then it's like, clean my desk for an hour to get ready for it, you know? And as I'm cleaning, phone calls are coming in. It's just, it's such a long process, right? You know, when you're like, okay, are you ever in the mood to talk for an hour straight? Right. It's, it's, even though I seem like the kind of guy who is, it's still an endeavor. And if you're like, yeah, we'll talk for 15 minutes, pause, take a break. I'm like, that just extends the entire process. Anyways, I'm just trying to say that I, I, uh, I'm not trying to rush through it, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know, how much are you going to say about buying pants? I had, I was so mad that I forgot my stuff. I called Crystal right away, even though Crystal was in the car with me. I'm like, I called her right away. She didn't answer probably for the best. Cause I was just like so mad at myself for forgetting. I'm like, how fucking stupid uh, guys, the older I get, the more shit I forget. And again, as much, as much as it made sense, you know, why I forgot it, it's still frustrating. Like I'll, I'll make myself a coffee. I'll go out of my way to make a coffee to save money. It's in my hand. I'm standing in front of the shelf of shoes downstairs. I'm like, put the coffee down. I'm like, don't forget your coffee. Literally lean down, slide one shoe on, slide the other shoe on, you know, straighten my pants and then open the door, walk right out without my coffee. Like literally 12 seconds after I just said, don't forget this. Like it's so fragile, my focus. Um, and it just gets frustrating because I'm like, I know, I know it's just going to get worse as I age and I don't know how to, I'll even sing songs. Don't forget your coffee. Don't forget the coffee. Don't forget the coffee. Coffee's on the shelf. Don't forget the coffee. Putting on my shoes. Oh, I'm struggling. Pulled my sock off a bit. Fuck. I hate these socks. Why the fuck do they even bother having the gel on them? If they're just going to come off your feet, you fucking blah, 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 blah. Should we blow out the door and bang? it in the car. Don't forget the coffee. Don't forget. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Anyways, that's my life. I'm sure yours is better. Um, anyways, what did I do at the condo? All right, Josh, when you weren't doing shows, what was that like? Well, um, Chris and I, uh, definitely partook in the marijuana, the cannabis. Um, yeah, basically Chris would have, I think he would have a little bit of his edibles, but basically after the shows, it was like, let's get out of here. Uh, go back to the condo. We'd go out on the balcony, smoke a little bit of a joint, not even finish one together. Like the two of us lightweight so it was just you know a couple puffs each get us where we're going and then we'd lay in the the lounge chair and on the couch uh watching youtube uh till we just couldn't stay awake anymore and we watched uh four different channels which are at least four different things i would suggest i don't know if each one has their own channel but um we watched uh the pitch meeting from screen rant so it's a guy named Ryan George does these great videos called pitch meetings. Um, I hope whichever one you check out first, uh, you know, is funny because some there every now and again, there's ones that are like, Oh, not bad. Not nothing great, but not bad. Um, I, I think the first ones I ever saw was him, uh, doing the Spider-Man, uh, movies, the Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man pitch meetings. Um, those are funny as hell, but just star Wars does all the Marvel movies, does like tons of TV shows. It's a great, great, uh, series called pitch meetings. So if you type in pitch meeting and then any movie odds are if it's mainstream enough, it'll have a, a pitch meeting for it. There's literally hundreds of them. Great. Chris had never seen them before and he's all about them now. Um, there's another channel I watched, uh, called, uh, a long time ago called how it should have ended. So it's H I S H E. So it's like Hishi is what it looks like, but it's 
an acronym for how it should have ended. And it's like animated. They do these animations from again, all the major movies. And it's like, Hey, here's the movie. Here's what should have happened in it. It shows you all these, like there's like little micro scenes, um, where it's just like, Oh, in this scene, this should have happened instead of that. This is how it should have ended. This is how it should have ended. Like it's, they're, they're, they're fun, cute. If you, if you type in H I S uh, sorry, H I S H E, uh, you'll get the, how it should have ended uh channel, I'm sure. And they're, they're fun to watch. Uh, these are fun to watch sober. I'll say as well as stoned, just a heads up. Um, another one I watched was honest trailers or honest movie trailers. I believe they, they have it branded as honest trailers, but they're funny. They're like, again, same things, uh, summarizing movies and trying to make it like, this is the trailer that, that that's honest about the movie and what it should, what it really is. And yada, yada, yada. The, the honest trailers are hilarious. The one I saw, I think first, and one that I, I, uh, refer to when sending people in the direction is the man of steel honest trailer. Very funny, very accurate. Uh, love, uh, love it. Love it. You should check out the honest trailers. And finally to me, these ones, you can never go wrong. Uh, bad man, like Batman, only bad B A D M A N. And they're hilarious. It's Pete Holmes, comedian, Pete Holmes, who's very funny, very good, uh, doing Batman. And it's like little scenes from Batman only like having different stuff. Like, you know, how Batman came up with his Batman voice, um, when he gets stabbed, you know, how Batman doesn't kill, but then he's killing people. He's like, they're going to sleep. They're just sleeping. And it's like, what? (laughs) Like, anyways, they're, they're hilarious. Uh, you can actually find like one that's like a mashup that has every, every one of them together. They were old college humor sketches where you would have found them originally. And then I think they migrated to the Pete Holmes show when he had that, but there it is. Anyone waiting for the first slurp of the show? Um, they are good, worth seeing. I would, I would strongly, uh, strongly suggest watching them. And then I watched, um, that was what we watched afterwards. So smoking pot, getting ha 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 ninja pie. Um, we, uh, we, we had some laughs and that, but one of the days Chris went out to see his, uh, I think his sister or family member. And, um, and I watched, uh, something, I don't know. I don't know what brought me to it because I knew about it, but I think I was just like, you know what? I'll watch. I was going through Netflix looking for something to watch. And this was a day where I'm like, I'm going to get high in the morning so that it'll wear off and I'm, I'm back to normal for the show. Um, I don't remember which day I watched it. I truly don't, but I watched filthy rich, you know, the Jeffrey Epstein story there. Um, it's funny because it's like some heavy subjects. Um, but to me, like, so I didn't realize I knew, I knew like a lot of people were saying like, oh, Jeff C- Je- Jeffrey Epstein had shit on everybody, you know? So like the whole Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Like, it's all like, oh, you know, I don't want to ruin the documentary for anyone. But at the same time, like if you want to see this and you've been living under a rock to not hear any stuff talked about it, it's, it's effectively, you know, I, I, I learned some shit watching this. Like I thought Epstein was like convicted and all this stuff and then killed himself, you know, in jail. Whereas like the second he didn't get bond posted because he was a flight risk, he killed himself. And it's like, um, my, my thoughts are, um, he had way too many powerful friends. Um, and he was always good at like getting away, getting away with shit. And since it looked like he wasn't going to get away with shit, um, the only choice he would have had to try to save himself. Cause he seems like a slimy Weasley kind of guy like that would have been to like roll over on some other people. And obviously these powerful people aren't going to have that. So it, it really does look like, you know, um, he got caught and every, anyone who knew him was like, Oh, well, there's only one way out of this for him, you know, roll over on us. So instead 
have him killed. Um, it, it's, it's, um, some conspiracy theories are really out there. Uh, the conspiracy that, that he was killed. Um, there's a lot of legs to that. There's a lot of legs to that, to just like, oh, he just, just was in jail. Oh, I'll just kill myself. It's like, you might, you might get off, you get the right legal team. You might get, get off. So I don't know what the fuck you're trying to do. Anyways, they're just like, oh no, he just didn't take it. And it was like, and the funny thing is, it was like, oh, the guards were asleep. The cameras weren't working. You're like, wow, all things Jeffrey Epstein would not have had the power to do. Um, whereas, you know, and this high profile guy in the shitty prison, whereas like anyone who wanted him killed, it's like, uh, turn those cameras off and get this. like a lot of really powerful people seems, uh, too coincidental, but you can't prove it. So is what it is, but it had a very like leaving Neverland feel to me. I watched leaving Neverland. Um, that, that one was, was way heavier in my opinion. Uh, I mean like everything Epstein did was like fucked up, but, uh, yeah, I mean, not but, there's no buts. It was fucked up. Everything he did was fucked up. But I found Leaving Netherland to be way more. Actually, I, I, you know, I guess it's because I didn't feel like it was my first time watching a documentary about someone who was like grooming people and, and you know, trapping people and, and abusing people. Um, So I just was like, okay. I, I watched it and I was like, okay, so this guy... And he had like a very high voice. He didn't have like this. I thought he'd have like this deep voice when he talked. He looks at this old grizzled deep voice. And every time he talked, he'd be like, oh yeah, can you tell me the name of the person? Uh, so I can you replay that please? Like he had this, like he, he just didn't sound um, menacing. But I'm a male. Who knows? I just, I find the whole thing fucked up. Um, if you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch it. I told Crystal about it and she like watched it right away too. And she's like, yeah, it's so fucked up. But um, yeah, Filthy Rich, the Jeffrey Epstein story on Netflix, uh, didn't watch it when it came out. And I'm like, yeah, just, he's this, he's this pedophile guy. I, I, I assumed he was like the one selling that Prince fucking Andrew on there pretending he didn't know anything and all sorts of other people, you know, grooming on his behalf. It was fucked up. The whole thing was fucked up. Crazy. Um, my week at absolute comedy guys. Uh, it was great working with Chris Kingsbury and Keisha Brownie. They were uh, my host and uh, feature act. Um, I got to see my buddy, Tom Callan, Simon Rakoff, Sean McKiernan. Um, they were, they were doing spots on the show. So it was great to see those comics. Um, I got to see my buddy, Matt Michaud. He was one of the guys who picked up booze from me and he started off here a long time ago. Uh, I got to see him. He came to one of the shows. We even got to shoot the shit because I forgot the booze. Hey, look at me forgetting something again, forgot the booze at the condo. And so, uh, between the shows on uh, Saturday, was it Saturday? Yeah, it was between the shows on Saturday. Uh, we walked uh, to the condo, which is like 10, 15 minutes away, grabbed the booze, walked back, and we just got to shoot the shit, catch up, see how he's doing, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, good dude. Good dude. Miss him. Uh, he lives in Toronto now. Um, we'll, we'll reach out next time I'm there. Uh, and thank you, Matt, for, for buying the whiskey off me. Um, also, to see my buddy Max. Max was there Sunday night. Max, of course, as you guys know, uh, listener of the podcast. Max sat himself in the front row, and I told a story from the podcast years ago about how he was dating this chick. Cause she had air conditioning and she lived downtown close to his work. And, uh, and then he played the podcast for her and then like cut it off right before he was like, Oh yeah, by the way, he's just dating her for the air conditioning. Um, anyways, I told that story on stage with him there. He looked so embarrassed and Max never looks embarrassed. So I thought it was really funny to, uh, to see that Max was great. Uh, great seeing him got to hang out afterwards, shoot the shit and, and him and I are hopefully going to be able to, to take a trip again sometime soon. Um, you know, we went to, uh, Vancouver during the pandemic. And that was fun. It was really, it was, it was fun, but I was old and out of shape. So hopefully with all this weight loss, I will be fun to, to travel with. Um, I, uh, I enjoyed the shows. 
I did, uh, I had some great audience members who were super kind. Um, you know, people from all over the place, the, someone was from the Netherlands, somebody was from, from Finland. Um, they were just saying hi, they were great, great people. I, uh, I saw, I brought merch, although I didn't always pitch it. That was the thing. Like I would get almost at a time I'd look at the club go like, okay, I might, might want to do that pitch and look at, I have like three minutes left. I'm like, oh fuck, well I got this great momentum. I, I got to end with my big joke. I can't do like a two minute pitch for like my stands or journals or whatever. So it was, um, it was a bit of a shit show at times trying to, to plug the stuff. But one night I had brought my, my soaps from JD Bauer botanicals, the special edition soaps that we had made for you onesies, but we're still working on the formula. Um, they're like half orange, half black, and they've got like bourbon smell and everything to them. They're great. They're great bars of soap. Um, I sold out of them in five minutes. I pitched them on Thursday night and I had like eight, eight or nine bars to sell. I sold out of them almost instantly. Um, everyone's like, we want the soap bars. And these are $10 bars of soap. So everyone's like, yeah, I'll take one. I want one too. I'm like this and that. So, so I am very, very glad that my buddy soap is being used in different places in Toronto. And I'm almost like, fuck, I, I think my merch needs to be soap. No one seems to care about phone stands or, or books, but a nice, a nice natural bar of soap from Redlands, California. Woo wee special stuff. Um, yeah. Um, the shows were fine. I'm trying to remember anything significant. Like they, they went well. I was, I, um, I want to thank everybody who, uh, came out to the shows, who subscribed to the podcast afterwards, who gave me a follow on Instagram. Every one of you is absolutely amazing. And I was, I was so honored to be able to, you know, uh, shoot the shit with you guys. Cause you were great people. You made the shows fun, which was one of the hardest things in stand up is sometimes the shows the shows are shit. It's, it's excruciating. These were not, these were fun. They were over a lot of them. Like I said, I, I'd look up to be like, okay, what time is it? I'm like, Oh fuck, I'm done already. Like we had fun. Um, Lots of great sports in the crowd. I, I can't remember every one of them, but at the end of the day, if I start to talk about that too, too much, um, it's crazy. I, um, it, it would just, this episode would go on forever. So it was really cool to be able to, um, have a good time, see friends, uh, you know, see, see friends in stand up on stage to see friends, you know, just off stage and who are coming to see the shows. Um, I had an absolute blast in, in Toronto. It was great hanging with Chris at the condo, uh, you know, at night and during the day. Um, I was, I was really lucky that influence let me come in and do some work there. That was a fun thing, um, to be able to go in and, and meet people and, and stuff and see people's faces. And, you know, after working with them, we've done zoom calls and stuff, but to be able to meet people face to face is a very, very cool thing. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, something that was interesting to me is Chris uh, Kingsbury is from Alberta. And, uh, he had never been to Toronto before. And when we were driving there, he's like, yeah, I haven't been to Toronto before. And I, I thought he was referring to the absolute comedy club. Cause that's just kind of how comics talk. It's like, oh, have you done Kingston yet? Have you done Toronto yet? And it's like, you know, you're referring to the club. Um, and so Chris is like, oh yeah, I haven't been to Toronto yet. I thought he meant the club. And he was like, no, I've just never been to Toronto. Like he's like, I've been to Pearson, the airport, right. Seen it kind of thing. Maybe drove, maybe dr driven through it on the far one, but to like actually visit it. And so, um, something that's was always near and dear to me when I was young was being able to go to Canada's wonderland, you know, uh, theme parks are cool as shit. And for me, it was like once every few years we would get to go because it was expensive. We didn't have a car. Um, so I was like, okay, Chris, we got to, uh, we got to go to wonderland. I'm going to take you to wonderland. So we decided to do that on Sunday because Saturday was supposed to be raining. We bought our tickets online. They were like $42 each. It was not expensive. I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's like going out for lunch. And so we, we got up Sunday morning, uh, we drove out there, we got there right at time for 10, uh, parked the car and it was like right in, we, we walked in the front gate, 
hung a left to go through the sort of first first path, first airway. We walked right up and got on the ride right away. Next ride, walked up, got on it right away. And I don't mean like, yeah, like one or two cars. Like it was like, it was only like five minutes away. Like, no, wait, like literally walk on, get on. There you go. It was great. We did that about three rides straight. And then the next one, like we kind of walked across the park to get to sort of the next section we were after. Uh, by then lineups had started, but at no point in the day did we have to wait longer. I think the longest ride we waited for was, was this one called, uh, drop tower it used to be called drop zone when it was paramount canada's wonderland but i don't know why drop zone would have to change its name that's not the name of a movie the first one we went on was called the flight deck stupid name it used to be top gun top gun of course paramount movie i get it gotta change the name the one after that was like the mummy you know which they turned to time warp again the names they picked were really stupid but um all that is to say that uh the drop tower it had four seats times five carts so you get about 20 people at a time. There wasn't many people in front of us, maybe like 50 people in front of us, except, um, one of the, the, the sets of four carts was like out of service, like no seating on this one. So it was shut down. Now they're dealing with, with 16 people per, you know, when we get in line, they shut down another one. We're like, all right, now we're dealing with 12 people per, then another one shuts down. We're like, okay, we're eight people per. And, and as we're standing in front of these 40 people in front of us, the fast lane line starts filling up and they make sure that, so it got, it got down to eight people so it was like okay only two carts are going at a time right fill them up raise them up drop them down like it like the longest we waited was probably a good like 30 minutes 40 minutes for this one ride and i i didn't even fit on it i knew it didn't fit on it because of the, the, how tall my torso is um just just with the restraints and everything like that just just doesn't fit over my shoulders um so I just waited for Chris. He's never been on. He's never tried. I didn't give a shit. We did that. We did uh, like Leviathan. We kind of walked around. We checked at the kids zone just because I know he's got a family whose kids have never been. If he's never been, then his kids have never been, you know? So we looked around and it was just kind of a cool day. It wasn't super hot. It wasn't super cold. Um, but we got an opportunity to do the rides that we wanted to do uh, a few times. The lineups weren't super long. And I think we left, we, we left at about four o'clock. Um, there was a guy, uh, with his buddies, they were from Mexico, right, uh, right behind us. And one of his buddies, like one of the guys in the group was like, okay, I'll see you guys later. Like halfway through the line. He's like, okay, I'll, I'll see you guys at the end of the ride. Da, da, da. And we're like, where are you going? He's like, no, no, I don't want to go on. It's too big. It's too scary. And we're like, no, 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 come on. It's going to be fun. Like I've done it before. I'm a huge pussy. So we're like coaching this guy, like shooting the shit with him, coaching him, encouraging him to do it. And, uh, it was so for fuck's sake. Here comes the yawning. Um, it was cool because, um, he let us coach him. Like he was the only one who spoke English in his group too. So we were like, it's cool. You're going to be fine. We're going to sit right with you. Da, da. The whole line, then he does the thing. And at the end he was like, Oh, I'm like, see, weren't you, aren't you glad you did? He's like, I'm so glad I did it. And that it was great. And he was like, you know, asking us our names. I was chatting with him, told him, you know, all sorts of just stuff that I knew and, and, and shooting the shit with him. I was busting his butt. One of his buddies didn't even get in line. So they were, they were, uh, like, he's the pussy. And just so we was like, Hey pussy. Like, <laughs> cause that's the name he gave. Um, anyways, it was just a fun, fun dude. And I, and sadly I don't remember his name. Um, I didn't write it down or anything. I forget everything, but, but what a great dude. Um, you know, it was fun. That was the entertainment for us while waiting in line for that last ride was, was coaching him, encouraging him. It's going to be fine. You're gonna have a great time. Da, 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 da. So, and I even asked him, are you afraid of planes? He's like, no. And I'm like, well, you're, you're not even attached to the ground. I go, this is, this is attached to the ground. You're attached to the cart carts, attached to the track tracks, attached to the ground, right? You're, you're in no danger. You're not going to fall from anything. You know, you're good. Uh, it doesn't go upside down like your, your aces. So, um, I had a great time. I had an absolutely great time with the, uh, 
with the trip to, to Wonderland. Chris loved it. At a, we, both of us, two old guys, some of the rides threw us around a little bit, hurt our backs and whatever. It's just like, oh, I need to be in better shape to, to do theme parks. But, uh, but it was a good time. It was a great last day there too. And normally I would go home Sunday night, but I didn't have time because like, you know, I'll usually spend the day Sunday washing my clothes, packing everything, packing the car so that after the show I can just drive home. But, um, I didn't have a chance to pack all my stuff and I didn't want to be like packing for like two hours after the show. Right. You know, 10 o'clock at night and then hitting the road for midnight. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just drive home the next day. Plus. Oh boy. Gives me another opportunity to hit the old green grassy oasis, man. On the way home, green grass oasis, Shannonville, Ontario. There's another one somewhere else, but I don't remember the name of that one. It's still green grass oasis, but I'm talking about the one in Shannonville. Um, I want to start this. I'm going to elaborate on this place. All right. I've already sort of talked a little bit about this, but when we, when we went there on our way, Chris and I saw several different places. We saw, you know, smoke on the water and something 420. I don't remember the name of it. Um, you know, cannabis 420 or something like that. Um, Fiddler's Green. There was a bunch of different pot shops with names, but but the one suggested to me, introduced to me by my buddy Bryce from the hometown hockey tour, and the one that I I you know he was the one who who showed me them in the first place. He suggested that one, so I was like, okay. I went back there, and the, on the way we spoke to a guy who was like, oh, it's my first day. He didn't really know what was going on. He didn't know what to suggest. Um, it was a little disappointing because the place was so small, and I'm like. I'm like, oh, and he's like, oh, it's new management and stuff. Now I got some stuff, but I wasn't just like thrilled about it. Right. Whereas like on the way back, I had the pleasure of talking to a guy named Jordan and then I'm just W I'll put it. Cause I haven't, you know, I'll hide his last name out of his respect. You know, he didn't ask to be named, but I'll throw it out there. Jordan, thank you very much for your help. Cause Jordan took the time to explain all sorts of different stuff to me. I'm not very versed in cannabis. Um, made some suggestions, definitely hooked me up with, uh, with some little discounts. Now keep in mind, I spent like two, 300 bucks. So it's not like I was spending, spending peanuts, but, um, I don't make it up that way a lot. I, uh, I definitely was like, yeah, like, you know, show me the chocolate stuff and I, you know, CBD and THC and gummies and cereals and all sorts of different cool shit that they made with pot. So, um, I, I feel like I got a shitload for my money, like an absolute fuckload of stuff for my money. And I'm very, very happy with that. Um, there was, um, I watched, so I'm going to share this with you guys because I had to ask one of the dispensaries here because I'd never consumed anything I'd gotten from the reserve. The time I went with Bryce, I bought these gummies that was like 125 milligrams of THC in this bag for like 10 bucks. And I'm like, well, I usually get 10 for 10 in Ontario. So I remember thinking, um, I saw a video about Vegas, where if you buy pot, like marijuana, cannabis stuff on the strip, you're basically getting screwed because there's like nothing in it. And I remember, um, you know, this should be from the episode, which I haven't recorded yet. Two episodes, I should say, where Crystal and I were in Vegas. Um, we bought some cannabis, we had $60 for these gummies that were supposed to have just so much taste. And Crystal was taking like a little nibble of, of these things to the point where, and she was like, I, I feel nothing to the point where like, you know, before we were like a couple of days before we left, she's eating like two of these and still feeling nothing. She's like, yeah, there's nothing. The video we saw was like, yeah, the stuff on the strip, like there's nothing in it. Like it's all bullshit fake. You're basically overpaying for just plain sweets. There's no cannabis in them whatsoever, blah, blah, blah. So, and in the video, it even showed the store that we went to as like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. So I told Crystal later, she's like, yeah, well, that makes perfect sense. There's literally nothing in them, 
you know? So I asked uh, the dispensaries here, I said, listen, there's these reserve places that are selling stuff. Like, are they, are they also like nothing in them? And they're like, oh no, no, they'll, they'll get you fucked up. You know, those things happen. So I've, I have since tried some of the stuff I've gotten from reserves and I even asked Crystal, Hey, those ones I brought you back a while back. Did those work? She's like, oh yeah, those worked. Those ones got me like the, what I would have expected from how much was in them. You know, she's like, those ones did the job. So even dispensaries, while they're stuck to these rigid rules that the reserve is not, um, they also like advocate, Hey, this is cool. So just for the record, um, for what it's worth, if you're like me and you're like, Oh, I went to this reserve. Hey, look, look, the stores in Vegas have tons of THC in comparison. Just don't buy anything off the strip. Okay. So that's my, my travel tip. Go to Shannonville, Ontario and, and, and spend some money, uh, you know, get some stuff for your money. Um, Go to Green Grass Oasis is my suggestion. They seem to have better prices. Uh, they still have great stuff. Um, I went to another one of the stores, which I think was called Smoke on the Water 420 or something. And their prices were much higher. Um, they were still decent, but I didn't find, um, I really didn't find that uh, I was saving as much as when I went to Green Grass Oasis. Um, now, maybe it's because they have a smaller store. They're paying less rent. Like that's another thing to keep in mind anytime you're buying from anywhere. Um, you know, a smaller place is paying less overhead, therefore can offer you a better price. Um, so I just wanted to do that little Vegas comparison for you guys in case you're like, oh, Josh was talking about a place that had a ton of stuff, just not Vegas. You know, um, you can buy uh cannabis off strip and all of those places like this dispensaries are really good, but the stuff that pop up shit on Vegas that, that claims to have all this stuff, there's like nothing in it. Apparently it's known. That was the one Vegas, uh, I guess, scam we fell for, um, Although it wasn't like we bought it from a guy on a table or at a market. This was like literally a store with signage and, you know, windows and stuff like that. So surprising. Um, but yeah, like I was mentioning off the top of the show, you could buy flour for all sorts of different prices. They have edibles of all kinds, chocolates and candies and gummies and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And these places, generally speaking, will give you free pre-rolls too. Like, and again, in Ottawa, you could pay like 12 bucks for two joints you know, half a gram each, you're paying like 10 bucks a gram. Whereas these cannabis places, when they sell the ounces, they've got, they sell like big buds in them. And apparently they've got also like little stuff and, 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 you know, remnants at the bottom of bags when they buy a lot. So they'll just turn it into pre-rolls. And when you buy stuff, they'll just toss you a couple of joints for free or whatever. So again, more savings. They hooked me up with some nice stuff, very kind. And again, I, I give this endorsement not as an excuse for you guys to go in there and demand free shit. It's more to let you know that like, Hey, this is a place where you can sell some money. If you want to let them know that you heard about it on the one man podcast, you know, they might take better care of you. You may also, you know, mention to them, you know, say, Hey, is Jordan kicking around? Heard about you on one man podcast. Josh said that you were good to talk to. I would certainly suggest him because in the next week's episode, I'll be telling you guys something I did uh, go one more time. Um, but Jordan was the most helpful the, on the way to Toronto dude there don't remember his name he was a nice guy but he didn't even know that they took uh credit which i wish i could have paid for i didn't want to take it out of my bank account but uh the guy's like no we're gonna take cash and debit all right I paid debit and then when i was with jordan he's like no no we take credit card i was like all right fair enough let's do credit this time but i was just and he was even saying like not to get the guy in trouble but you know maybe he's not like he also like i was asking about products and stuff he just didn't have any answers didn't really know anything asking about prices you know, just different stuff. And it's just, he just didn't seem to know. It was like one of those things where it's like, I mean, he's just, you know, maybe he needs one or two more training shifts. His customer service was great. It's just, he didn't know his product. And that's a big thing when you're in sales, 
you know, when you're in customer service, know the products that you're selling. So I had mentioned that to Jordan and he was like, okay, good to know. I go again, not trying to get the guy fired or anything. It's just, you know, he could use a little bit more, more help. I go, you, by the way, we're great. You knew your stuff. Very helpful. I appreciate everything. Um, I would love for them to be the official cannabis store of the one man podcast, but, uh, who knows, you know, maybe every time this guy passes through, you know, uh, it gets a little, uh, a little something, a little something for the, for the, for the shout outs. Um, so Jordan, if you're listening, Hey, I would love to have green grass oasis as the official, official cannabis, uh, you know, provider, official cannabis dispensary of the one man podcast. Um, so just big up. I, again, I want to also big ups the Ottawa stores that I go to. Um, Connor at inspired cannabis in Orleans is great. Super helpful. Answered all my questions. has taken very good care of me with a lot of my pot questions, just in terms of buying cannabis. It is so much easier for me to do that. And in, in Shannonville at Greengrass Oasis for the prices of everything. Um, but big ups to the people at Inspired Cannabis. There's also uh, Barry at uh, Spirit Leaf. I don't think it's Spirit Leaf. I don't think it's Spirit Leaf. Um, what is the name of it? One, not one plant. Well, the one at College Square. One sec. I'm going to find out what it is. I want to give my proper, proper credit. Shiny Bud is the name. Barry at Shiny Bud. He's the one who'd suggested uh, Color Brand Cannabis's Space Cake, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Space Cake is a great fucking pot to smoke. Uh, nice, mellow, high. If you're like me and a neurotic little fuck, you can take a little few, few puffs off of that and just kind of melt into the couch and just be happy, relaxed, calm, satiated, sedated. Um, I've been trying all sorts of different stuff. Um, Crystal and I have smoked... Uh, I, not to throw her under the bus. It's super private. It's legal. Fuck you guys. If I told you we tried a nice bottle of wine, there'd be nothing to it. We tried. Um, what did we try? We tried space cake. We both enjoyed space cake. Um, we tried uh, one that we really like from Seven Acres. It's called Lemon Skittles, but it's like Z-K-T-L-Z. It's like Z-Kittles. Um, it's a nice, really nice mellow one. We tried another one called uh, D-Bubba, which stands for Death Bubba. Um, again, nice mellow one. And we had one called pine tar Kush, also just a nice mellow one. Um, sun farms was the one that we tried the, the pine tar Kush and the D Bubba from, although D Bubba is available from other brands. We did the sun farms one and that one was nice, nice, calm buds. Um, we've purchased some other stuff. I haven't tried Sensi star yet from seven acres, but apparently Sensi star strain, um, they mix it with the D the death Bubba. And there's now a strain called Death Star. So Death Bubba and Sensi Star. Death Star, of course, also a Star Wars reference probably. But Death Star I bought, haven't tried yet. I, I bought all sorts of weird stuff from Shannonville. I bought one called Unicorn Poop. I bought Burt Reynolds Pink Ghost, which we tried. And that I tripped out. Uh, that one must have been really high THC or something. Because I, I definitely had some of the anxious trip out stuff that I don't love about cannabis. Um, but I'm getting my tolerance up. You know, smoke weed every day. Um, they, uh, I don't know guys, I'm trying weed, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm smoking it as a joint. I got a little rolling machines and I find it very sen to just sit and roll, roll joints. I like that a lot. Um, so that one's one that I enjoy doing. Um, just sitting and rolling that I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that we've, we've tried when I got a little jar of pre-rolls here, huh? Wonder if you can hear it. Probably a good 50 joints in here see some of the names of the ones that we've got to try. I tried, uh, this is also like, I'm a week behind, so I can't be like, Hey, last night I tried. Cause that would, that would go in next week's episode, but, oh, and you know what? The smell of pot is interesting to me. So, um, pine tar we've done, 
like I bought one called gas mask on the way there. Um, got the D Bubba here. I also got like one called grease monkey. I can't remember if I got that on the way back or if that's the newer ones that I got. Um, again, like buying ounces of them for like 30 bucks, but I've got all sorts of different flower and, and, and titles here. Death star D Bubba. I write with a fine tooth or fine tooth, a fine point pen on the filter. So I know what, what it is that I've rolled. So when I smoke it, I can, I can evaluate. Oh, Tropic Thunder was another one that I bought, which I, I tried and I enjoyed. So Tropic Thunder is another great one, but we bought, yeah, Crystal and I bought fucking mango haze and <laughs> I was rolling like little leftovers. Like when I was drawing, like rolling a full joint, if I had like a little bit of leftover, I'd throw it into like this container to the point where the container had enough in it to roll a couple joints. Not, not enough of one strain on its own, but enough to run up fuel. It's calling those mixtapes <laughs> of just some of the ones I know that I like. So they should be fine overall, man. I'm looking forward to smoking today. Um, they took away my vices guys with this game, the, 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 the weight loss. So, um, 285 is what I'm currently weighing in. I'm going to have to, that's what I should have written on this. It's like plugs. I got nothing, but I'm like, no, the weigh in, man, I should have, I should have weighed in at the week. I was assuming at this point, I was probably 285 or whatever. Although, uh, I gotta be honest, my, my things have been up and down. I didn't really cheat while I was in Toronto. Um, I, uh, let's just go with 386. Let's say it was 386. I didn't really cheat while I was there. Um, but I did have like a salad, a couple nights and the salad, I was very careful. I was like, guys, I want chicken toss and hot sauce, no calories, right? The chicken has calories, but like, like no carbs. And then I'm like, I want some, 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 you know, they do uh, an absolute, they do like real bacon. They don't do like bacon bits or simulated bacon bits or whatever for salads. So they, like, they literally took strips of bacon, chopped it up for me, threw it in there as well. And I was like romaine, you know, uh, onions, pickles, a little bit of chopped pickle just for some extra flavor. And then I'm like, and then lightly tossed in uh, ranch the first time. Cause I thought ranch was keto and it is as long as you're careful with it. I didn't realize Caesar was as well. Um, so I just made sure I kept myself keto, but, but I would, I had that a couple times. The first night I had cheese and I forgot to ask for cheese again, but then at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? There's enough flavor with the Caesar and the hot sauce on the chicken that, that I didn't need extra calories. Um, the cheese would have just added flavor, but it was fine on its own. Um, so I was a good bitch. I drank my shakes. I fucking, you know, I was a, I was a good bitch. I was a good fucking bitch. Um, so yeah, the weight's still coming down. Uh, I'm going to record the episode that was due yesterday, uh, when I'm done this, but in the meantime, gang, I'm still banging out those, um, uh, those shakes, um, coming up this, this coming week, which is the week that just passed. I'm looking forward to it. I love trying to do like time traveling in my own podcast. Like, um, for you guys, the next episode, 286. Um, it says right here that I had a Loblaws grand opening. Well, that one they canceled last minute, so that never happened. Uh, but, you know, had I recorded this on time, I would have been telling you guys, guys, I got a grand opening of a, of a grocery store marketing gig that I'm doing. Um, didn't happen, and honestly, thank God, because last week was busy as fuck. I mean, next week. And uh, this next coming episode, I'll be telling you guys about the Amarula Cream um, booth that we're going to be rocking at the, uh, inter- or the national women's show at the EY center. All right. I'm also gonna be headlining a show at the Lone Star. Uh, it's a private show for some volunteer firefighters. I am going to be headlining that show and I am so looking forward to it. I've already done the show and I'll tell you about it in the next episode, but, uh, yeah, it's gonna be so much fun. Um, I just had a blast. I had a blast working with my buddy. I had a blast being a comic again. I had a blast, um, working with my people right in the office at influence. Um, it was a good week all around. I learned about pot. I spent, I probably spent $500 at that green grass oasis. 
That's how much money I spent. And let me tell you, I got so much stuff from it. Um, on the next episode, I'll tell you all about how I, how I portioned it and everything like that. So, uh, listen, I love you guys. Uh, I'm sorry the episode was late. Uh, it's going to be here for you now. Of course, by the time you're listening to it, Hey, who knows? You could be six months behind and, uh, and just listening to it out of nowhere. And they go late. I just picked it now. Um, you guys are the best onesies. I, I look forward to, uh, to hearing, uh, what's going on with you guys. I love the emails when they come in contact at one man Tell me if you have a favorite spot where you pick up herb, uh, don't, if it's your drug dealer, don't name him. Um, that may get him in trouble. Uh, you're not allowed to sell it on your own. So, um, but if you have a store that's, uh, that's allowed to sell it, uh, what's your favorite spot? Hey, if you're like me and you don't like sativas because they make you fucking brain high and, and anxious and, and paranoid, um, what do you stick with? You know, what are your suggestions, gang? Um, you know, did you watch any good documentaries that I should watch? What are your favorite YouTube channels? You know, all the stuff that I talk about or just anything, you can just send me any kind of email that you want regarding any subject and I will read it. Try to limit the hate speech. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have any rules, but again, if you send me in something with, with a, with a sorted point of view, well, you're going to wear that yourself. I'll read your email, but I will make it clear that it is yours and not mine. However, in the meantime, gang, I am going to regroup energy wise and, uh, you know, uh, I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Some girls about it, body. 
I want a bitch to sit at the crib with no panties on. Knows that she can, but she won't say no. Look at this lady all in front of me. Sexy as can be. Tonight I want a slut. Would you be mine? Heard she was freaky from a friend of mine. Now I hope you don't get mad at me. But I told Nate you was a freak. He said he wants a slut. Hope you don't mind. I told him how you like it from behind. Now shake that ass for me. Shake that ass for me. Come on, girl. Shake that ass for me. Shake that ass for me. Oh, girl. Shake that ass for me. Shake that ass for me. Come on, girl. Shake that ass for me. Shake that ass for me. We about to have a party. Turn the music up. Let's get it started. Go ahead, shake it. I'm looking for a girl with a body and a sexy strut. Wanna get it poppin', baby? Step right Some up. They got retarded. Some girls about it, body. I'm looking for a girl that will do whatever the fuck I say every day. She be giving it up. 